Hi, I'm Mike Sklenz, and this is Nintendo World Report's Connectivity Podcast, episode 112. Are you questioning me? We've got three segments on the show for you this week. First up is a discussion on our favorite games of the Wii U's first year, then another round of Name That Pokemon, and finally, we've got a bonus segment on the Doctor Who 50th anniversary. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this segment of, of Connectivity, all about our favorite Wii U games a year into the system's life. Uh, I'm Scott Thompson. I am with Zach Miller. Big pimpin', baby. Always. And Don Koopman. Woohoo! So when you were going to say Fedora hat. Uh, Spending cheese. Our epic, our epic Twitter conversation today. No. <laughs> Just no. <laughs> Got heated. That was a heated debate. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back, go, I guess now it'll be like three days and read Twitter. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about some of our favorite Wii U games. We have a feature that's been running this week on Nintendo World Report where the staff voted on the top 10 Wii U games a year into its life cycle. Um, we're not going to go over like our full top 10 list or anything like that because that would take forever and, and likely it's a lot of the same games, but, uh, we're each going to just highlight two or three games that we're especially fond of and want to talk about. Um, so that way we're not just all talking about like how great Super Mario 3D World is or something. <laughs> Apart from Zach, who apparently has no soul and doesn't no, like it. Don't want it. Um, but, so wait, you haven't even played it? Nope. It's too soon. Oh, well then your opinion happen. is invalid. That doesn't even count then. Um, you know, I so, got turned off on that game thanks to the live show. Everyone was kind of complaining about it for a while. See, that always happens. We had the Skyward Sword like <laughs> discussion, I think, too, on the, on the live show. I guess that would have been two years ago. Two or three, yeah. Yeah, that's and true. I yeah. And I feel like that's what happened. It's like everyone loved it, but because everyone had played it, it was like the first opportunity any anybody had to like kind of nitpick. And that's what always happens. It's like kind of easier to nitpick little things than to just be like, this was great, and this was great, and this was great. That's true, yeah. Um, and I so, still haven't played it. So you need to just stop listening to live shows. Listening about to games podcasts, apparently. Yeah. yeah, shut it down. Um, so, oh, I don't know. Zach, why don't you get us started with oh. one of your favorite Wii U games? Let's, let's mix it up a little bit. All right. Well, uh, my, I'm, I'm just going with my number one because I doubt it's anyone else's number one. It's Wind Waker HD. Ooh. Ooh, okay. Yeah. It's, uh, even though it's a GameCube game, it's my favorite GameCube game and one of my favorite video games. And, uh, the changes they made are really smart. Um, and there's still a Triforce hunt, but I don't really care because I've always kind of liked exploring the sea, and and the Triforce hunt never really bugged me. So, just looks beautiful. I think it's the best looking game on the system. That's probably true. I think 3D World does have some some striking moments, but mm-hmm. I mean, I think consistently Wind Waker is probably probably the best. It's just that that goddamn art style was so pleasant to begin with, and then when you see it so sharp. Uh, and yeah, and just in HD, it just looks so great. Yeah, that's definitely it's it's definitely a game I like. For I, I mean, I'm I was kind of I didn't find like the how they implement the Wind Waker very intuitive with like um how you do it right now with the updated controls. With the I mean, stick. Yeah, I didn't really like it too much. That's the only problem I have with it. For the rest, I just enjoyed all the way through with it. I, I mean, I had problems with the original, like, Triforce Quest, but with what I've done with it, it's, it makes it way more pleasant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's more integrated into the main game. Yeah. 
And I, lo- I love, too, how they've incorporated the gamepad. It's one of the few Wii U games where I really enjoy having mm-hmm. the, the gamepad. I mean, just having everything down there on the touchscreen, it's so streamlined. It, it, I mean, the whole game is streamlined. Like I mean, like you said, the Triforce hunt in general, and then I think just having the, all those options down there, your map, and, and equipping items and stuff, it's such a breeze. Yeah. And it solves, like, a, a problem that Zelda's had, I mean, from the start, where you're, hmm. you're having to access menus to, all the time. Right, to equip anything. So I, I think it's really smart in that way. Yeah, and they and um, they brought that smart design forward to Link Between Worlds, which I was happy about. Yeah, I've heard that. I haven't played that yet, but that, I have heard that. Um, I'll say this too. I mean, I know we saw like a sweet trailer um, when the Wii U was first announced for like a HD Zelda game, but I I would be happy if they made a either a sequel, spiritual sequel, whatever, but something that uses that Wind Waker art style yeah. again uh, in HD. I would totally be be happy with. Yeah, me too. It just it just looks so great. So I don't know. That is very good though. There are two other games that use that Wind Waker style. Yeah, I know the yeah, DS but games. Terrible. But I, I, yeah, I want I want <laughs> I want good games in HD. No trains. And they no, don't. They don't really use the art style. I mean, they try to, but it, yeah, it's hideous they do the by best comparison. They can. Yeah, you know, I haven't I haven't played those DS games in such a long time. I kind of want to play them nope. and then look at um look at a Link Between Worlds and just see which looks better because I hear so many complaints about a Link Between Worlds uh, art no, style. It looks great. Those who's it? whoever's complaining are idiots. I mean, it looks like I think it, I, it looks like a Link to the Past, but in three D. Yeah, I think part of it is just seeing still images, which with handheld games that happens a lot because that it's is just very like, true. Sort of like, still images well, don't look great. Right, like just low polygon count and stuff. Like, like the still images look bad, but when you see it in fluid motion, and especially when it, it has a very good frame rate, it's not right. much of a problem. Yeah, usually. But. Yeah, yeah, I have no problems right. with the graphics. But yeah, Wind Waker is my number one. I I love it. I I played it the other day trying to get the rest of the heart pieces. I probably never will, awesome. but who cares? I'll I might pop it in once in a while. Yeah, it's the one cool. game, one retail game I downloaded on the system. Ooh, because you were that confident that you'd yeah. never want to give it up. Yeah. Huh? Not bad. Uh, Don, how about one of your top 10 Wii U games? Um, so I didn't really make a top 10, so I'm just going straight out of my head here. Oh, sure. Um, so I think my favorite game on Wii U this year was definitely Rayman Legends. Mm. Oh, I mm. still have to play that. So good. Um, of course, uh, that game got heavily delayed yes. by several, several just, months. Just and a bit, yeah. And... They've added some stuff, and they, I feel that they made it for the better. I mean, they added that that uh, football, or like you guys call it, soccer game, uh, which I I instantly play with my cousins, and they are in love with it. We love really? our ass off every single time we still play <laughs> that that micro that that mini game. Yeah, but the levels are so like brilliantly designed, and the interaction with the gamepad is like it's unprecedented with everything else I feel on the system. Yeah. Especially with like how they implement like the touchscreen stuff um, in those levels. I only feel like the Vita and the Wii U can do that. I feel that other versions serve no purpose or no. just just ticking a box of just being there. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I will say that the, the Murphy levels... Are, I, I find are great if you're playing multiplayer, but I do think they're a little bit of a chore in single player, just because mm-hmm. the AI that controls Rayman when you're controlling Murphy is is kind of atrocious <laughs> at oh. times. It's, it's not it's not the worst thing ever. No, but, but it, it, you have to get you have to kind of have to deal with their with the pace of Rayman yeah. when when he is controlled by the computer itself. Right, it, it kind of like slows down to a crawl. 
Yeah. Um, but but with another friend or another yeah another player, it's not even an issue. It's really it's really great. And so I didn't mind those levels because I I played them with my wife, so it, it wasn't an issue for me. And um, and one one thing that many people have complained about are like the implementation of like the the Rayman Origins levels. Oh yeah. Which I didn't have a problem with. I feel they were a nice extra. They look lovely in HD, and it was nice to have them there. Well, that's how I feel. I mean, yeah, you've got you've got plenty of game uh, in Rayman Legends that you don't even have to touch those Origins levels if you don't want to. I mean, you don't you don't need to play them to unlock anything. I think you can get enough of the looms and everything through uh, the regular levels. So it's kind of to me, it's just a nice little bonus. And if anything, it just yeah. makes you appreciate Legends that much more because the Origins levels are just kind of boring compared to really to what Legends does. Oh yeah, like like I adored Origins. I love it. But, I, but, I but, but, it. But oh yeah, I I I, I did too actually because I played it on PS3. Mm. But play play Legends and then play some of the Origins levels that you unlock, and oh my God, Legends is, is like leaps and bounds oh. ahead of what Origins was doing wow. in terms of level design. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm well, they, 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 they do. I'm excited yeah. about it. They do implement some of the quirks um, in the in the older levels into into the new versions of these. So it's it's still they still make it like pretty similar to the rest of the game. They, they are a bit smaller in size, but hey, there's there are chunks of extra content that you can enjoy. Oh, and yeah. and I feel that that final world in the game was fucking amazing. <laughs> it's like nothing short of awesome. And if you like the musical levels that you saw like in the trailers and such, you would love this what in the Oh final. yeah, like yeah. The kind of like final unlockable world. Yeah, it is it is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they yeah. go they go so mental and so nuts with it. <laughs> they do. Yeah, it's it's so amazing. Yeah, Zach hasn't played it, so I don't really want to like spoil it. But no, yeah, that, I, that... I I don't want to spoil everybody who listens to this. Yeah. But if if you were upset with like the game was delayed, I understand. But you're really stopping yourself from enjoying a game, which is really incredible. Yep, I agree. Yeah, I adore that game. I reviewed it for a Nintendo World Report and gave it a nine point five, if I remember. Oh so. wow. Yeah, I oh love it, love it. I'm, I, I I'm, I'm just I'm waiting for a yeah. minor price drop because I've got thirty bucks of yeah. gift card left, and I it just Ready won't go, move yeah. past forty right now. It's just not moving. I, I said this at the time that I, I think Legends is easily the the best two D platformer I've played since like the classics, maybe like wow. since like the sixteen bit era. Because to me, what it does is it combines like the charm and like hmm. the polish of like some of the like. I don't know, latest Mario and Donkey Kong games, but with just, like, the insane level design and challenge of, like, sort of these indie platformers, like Super Meat Boy uh, and, like, Cloudberry Kingdom and those, but it combines it in this, like, perfect, perfect package. And I love the art style. I really love it in, in, yeah, in it looks Origins, great. and I, I liked yeah. it in the Legends. Uh, what was that silly little uh, downloadable game we had? The Challenge Challenges yeah. app. That was, that was great. App, yeah. yeah, which that stuff's all in the game, too. Oh. So. You can do all that and um, and just for the European folks out there, it's now like f- dropped to thirty bucks in the eShop in Europe. Oh wow! Oh, so so exactly. it, 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 you it just used need to get a European Wii. <laughs> yeah. It used it, it used to be forty five euros, and now it's it's it just thirty. It's at a very good budget price, so people yeah, can just is. download it and have it on their system forever. I wish that would I wish that would come here. Ubisoft dropped a bunch of their prices, and actually that that segues into the game I want to talk about, which is Zombie U. Oh, of course, um, which I believe they they dropped the price of on the eShop as well. Didn't I think they? I think that's even twenty bucks or something here in Europe. Uh, even bucks. I pay twenty bucks for Zombie U. I, you keep talking about this game, Scott. You've talked about it all year, and I keep wanting to play it. But 
Yeah, it's especially not I, dropping here at all. I bet. I mean, I don't know how if you're opposed to used games or not, but you could probably find it cheap. I'm just opposed uh, to going into a GameStop. Yeah, so maybe I don't know. Maybe if you check eBay or something, uh, I don't know. But but really, those price drop, drops are not in North America. That's so odd. No, yeah, everything's full price still. They, they yeah. dropped every single piece of Ubisoft content in the Nintendo eShop here. Yeah, wow. like yeah, I think I think Assassin's Creed Free, Assassin's Creed Free is like fifteen euros. That's crazy. Yeah, no, nothing's changed here, which is mm. disappointing. Yeah, that's that's um, super disappointing. But so Zombie U, so it, it, it was a launch game, but still to this point, I mean, it's it's hard to discount Mario 3D World, but I, I still think Zombie U Edges is like my favorite Wii U game still to this point. Um, mm. God, it was just, it, and I haven't played it in a while, and I'm, I'm kind of getting to the point where I think I'm ready to dive back in, but it just does such a great job of creating this, like, this palpable tension and, and attention I haven't really felt in, in games in a long time. I mean, maybe the last time was like the original Dead Space. I was but even this is, is that, yeah. Yeah, yeah even yeah. this is so much more crippling because of the fact that when your character dies, like, that's it. I mean, you, you come back, but you're a new character, you lose all your gear, and it's up to you to either go and find your, your zombie self and reclaim it or to kind of just say screw so, it and just move on without so it. So it's a roguelike. It is. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, people, people yeah. say it's like people say it's like Demon Souls, but with zombies, basically. Um, I th- yeah, it, it, I think it's a good mix of like Demon Souls with um, what's another good game? Um, I, I, the, the other parts are really hard to describe because you you kind of mismatch and like other games together to to yeah. to combine this colossal beast of a game. Yeah, uh, I think I could name f- four or five games together, and it would still not give a good job of like describing what zombie U is all about right it, it's so unique and i mean it, it's a little rough around the edges like there's no denying that but i think the core concept is just so interesting and i it's just it, in building that tension they do a great job of making you feel kind of helpless i mean if you, if you get cornered by more than like one maybe two zombies you're pretty much done you can only take like two or three hits, and the zombies even have an instant kill. Like they, mm. they'll like kind of scratch you, which hurts you, and you can only take a couple hits of that. But if they get their their arms around you, you're dead. They'll, yeah. they'll, they once they bite you, that's well, it. If, I mean, well, so if, you, if you have a few items, you can still save yourself. But those items are so sparse that you might as well give up and die. Exactly. You have you have sort of this like last ditch like uh, like survival move. But it yeah, it's finite, and you have to find yeah, you have to basically resupply it. So no and if hurts. I yeah no <laughs> no. No, there's health packs so you can um, refill your health. Um, but even again, even those are really sparse. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it it becomes even crazier if you're gonna try doing it in survival mode. Which I did, and I got to the nursery, and then I and then I just stopped playing. What but is, I did get oh, pretty man. far. Because the normal survival game mode, sounds hard enough. Survival mode: if you die once, it's game over. You oh. you don't get to come back. Your save is like deleted, basically. Oh lord. Yeah, I mean not deleted, but and then it, and then they have leaderboards, so you get you get a score based on how long you survived, how many zombies you killed, all that kind of stuff, and then you're you're just put into the leaderboard. So the idea is to yeah to get through the game without dying and, and to kill the most zombies and, wow. and yeah and just survive. If as long I as you can. and the the connection I kind of want to put to to Rayman and Zombie U, if I think that Rayman has the best final, I think that Zombie U has the best opening. Like oh, the opening is awesome. Yeah. It just, it just it, it it just becomes really surreal, and then you're directly dropped in that situation. And yeah, you have no idea what's in. going on. Yeah, but it's so good, and I mean, it, it just it does all the right things that a survival horror game did should do. I mean, you have such limited amounts of ammo, you feel helpless most of the time, uh, your inventory space is so limited. 
And, like, it's very much built around sort of creeping around the unknown and just, like, praying that you don't get caught in the <laughs> open by lots of zombies. Um, yeah, did you did just, you try, did you play the multiplayer? No, that's pretty much the only thing I haven't done in it. Because my, my I, wife wasn't really interested hmm. in playing it, so I never got a chance to. I, I, I love to do that because you're just one of one of the two people on the plays on the gamepad and becomes the zombie master and just throws zombies at them like endlessly and with a certain amount of certain objectives in mind and then the other um uses the Wii U Pro controller to, to kind of survive. Or I think you can also use the remote in the non-check. I'm not sure, but I think you can. I, I'm pretty sure you yeah. can. But um yeah, that's that that is also really, really fun and intense. Yeah, and speaking of the, the gamepad, one thing it does great too in the, the single player is anytime you want to manage your inventory or everything, the your backpack is is the gamepad. So you look in it to find all your items and to equip them and stuff. Meanwhile, everything is, is still in motion. You're not pausing the game. Oh, so on the T V cool. screen, the camera zooms out to third person and you can see around you. So you can see if zombies are coming to like sneak up on you so when you're managing your inventory or like unlocking a safe or inputting like a key to a like a key to a door the world is still moving around you so you have to be like you're looking at the gamepad to try to do what you're doing but you're constantly looking up at the tv almost like looking over your shoulder to make sure nothing's sneaking up on you and it's just it's a really cool mechanic and it's one of the best uses of the gamepad i think uh, on the system so i can't say enough about that game like if you like scary games and you don't mind yeah just Basically only being able to play like half hour, maybe an hour tops like at a time because you were just going to be unraveled and, and unnerved. Um, I think it's it's really one of the, the best survival horror games I've ever played. So love that. Hmm. Uh, so, Zach, how about another top Wii U game? Uh, my number two was Runner 2, Future Legend of Rhythm Alien. Mm, yes. uh, before before we head into any discussion about this game, I feel a bit weird about this since I was involved with development of that title. What? Really, really? Yeah. How so? I was the the I test every single level in the game before it was released. Wow, I didn't know that. So if there were changes to me to be made in in any of the levels, I was responsible for getting to let them know from hey, this needs to be fixed. Wow, that's wow. awesome! I didn't know that. Look at you, Mister Development side. <laughs> so that's I awesome. so I kind of feel weird talking about this, but there you go. It's my 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 name is in every single version in the credits. Nice. That's cool. I, I haven't even. I'll have to check that out. Wow, that's awesome. So Zach, what what makes this game so great for you? Well, it's just it's it's the kind of game where I can get into a, a the zone and lose a, an hour or more, you know, without looking at the clock. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, Runner two. I was kind of surprised. I, I've actually never played any bit trip game. Um, which is kind of probably embarrassing to admit because I know it's sort of a beloved series, but Runner Two really was uh, a great like I, I probably didn't play it more for than like two weeks, but it was a great two weeks span where I was constantly checking the leaderboards and trying to just beat all of my friends and you know the listeners of the show and, and all the NWR staff and it's such a well made challenging game. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Don, I, I assume you're you're a fan of it. Since you, you, I'm assuming you got a paycheck, so you probably have to say you're a fan of it, huh? No, I, I didn't get a paycheck. I did it out of love because I oh, was wow. a, big, a big fan of the original six games. Okay. And I feel that everybody should play them uh, because one or two, it is spurred in between the runner storyline, but the real runner storyline tells about life and how life is set up and the mm. challenges that you take in it. So I really feel that... There's a the, storyline? The, <laughs> in, in the regular bitter games, there is a storyline. 
And they kind of try tie one or two in between, like the original one or in the fifth game called Fate. Um, and the last level in the in one or two is actually called Flight to Fate. Huh. Uh, so it actually the it like one or one or two is not story heaven at front. I just go nuts with it because um, they used to be very simplistic in their story level design. So it was all, always open for interpretation. Mm-hmm. And one or two they just went nuts with it. Uh, so I feel that if you want to experience like what the real storyline is, you should possibly just still play those games. I, I um, might. I, I've heard good things about that collection. I, I, I think I think you can get the Wii U collection for for the Wii collection possibly for very cheap now. Yeah. Um, if not the 3DS collection, though, like the second game core is a bit janky in that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, as a fan of the of the original series, I was allowed to do a preview of one or two, upload some footage of that, and then I slowly got, got in contact more with the developers, and slowly and steadily, I was basically doing, helping with their QA testing, because they had nothing else. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I just love that, like, like the, the art direction, what impresses me most is the art direction is such that you never don't see something you're supposed to avoid. Like there's mm, so mm. much stuff going on all the time. The backgrounds are lush and sometimes there's something going on in the background, like Bigfoot's running alongside you. Yeah. But you never miss what you're supposed to see. And yeah. that's really impressive to me. And, and, and that final, you know, I'm a completionist, so I have to get all the gold bars before I move on. And That's how I played it. And some of the levels towards the end are just nails on the chalkboard hard, but they're oh, never that unfair. <laughs> that you don't want to play the final levels of the original one, or because they are even more challenging. Oh lord! Um, because that that level, they the level the so the curve of those levels feels a lot nicer, and that may be also kind of get into it and make me also kind of want to help out because the the progression of the levels was way smoother than in the in the previous games um well the previous runner uh but um i i feel that what what makes runner so much so tick for myself is like um you have these unwanted levels and then you have free like difficulty settings to go for so i constantly just play the level when i had the time and it's kind of addicting because there's always something for you at the other side when you complete it, and it feels yeah. so good when you do it. Well, I and feel like also, I, I yeah. feel like the difficulty in Runner Two is pretty. It it ramps up fairly, but then the last, the last level just there's a spike, and it's like everything you knew going in here, we're going to test all of it. Yeah, which is good. For a game like this, you know what's cool. I'm going to let you in on a little secret about uh, behind the scenes of, of that final level. Uh-huh. It it used to be a lot harder. Really? Uh, yeah, there used to be elements in that level which I couldn't even complete. <laughs> oh lord! Which they That's removed, crazy. so they actually made it easier. So for like a regular bitter fan, it's possibly pretty much doable. But for any newcomer, it's possibly still really tough challenge because of the how many checkpoints that level has. Oh, yeah. I haven't gotten there yet. I'm um I recently re kind of re fell in love with the game 
and I'm working through the last level, the last world, I guess. The last, the last, the last world is also my favorite world, like in uh, in uh, aesthetic. It's super trippy. I love it. It's really cool. Yeah, I think I think the 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 song that plays on e- on even levels is also one of my favorite songs in that entire game. Nice, and actually, that that's a good point. The music in Runner Two is phenomenal. Hmm. Oh yeah, it is. I Any of you guys have the, a favorite I song? Bought the soundtrack on iTunes, but. Without the little the little touches that happen in the game, you know every every action has a sound effect. Without those, like touches, an accent, yeah, it's not the same at all. It's not amazing too how they like really tie it to the uh, to the beat of the music. Yeah, I mean it really does like create like a, a those sound effects usually mesh perfectly with the music. Yeah, in fact, well, they I, help. I think they yeah. help. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, how they set up the soundtrack is that they combine all the elements of the levels together and all of the segments into one song and it sounds really lovely but I can understand where you're coming from. There's something special about go- reaching for every gold bar and then hearing a little tune that goes along with it. Yeah. Um, what? And talking about, the, talking about the music, I think that's another thing they went totally nuts on because it used to be more chiptune stuff which I'm totally fine with but the, the, oh, the, the things the that they, they went then. Well, it was meant for the series how it was presented, and that was totally fair. But if we're going in a totally nuts scenario, the the ways that they're going with the music are kind of, well, insane in its own right. And that was kind of mind-blowing when I first time saw the game. So that really helped. Um, yeah. But um, I think my f- the what, what makes me love the music so much is that there's always something like a different tone to it. Because even like... Even if they are in the same world, the two songs sound totally different from one another. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even if yeah. they have the same, they start out the same kind of background track, All as more instruments come in, it, it, it differs. Uh, all right, so let's move on. Don, what, what's another game you would like to talk about? Uh, That's a hard question now. <laughs> uh, I talked about my favorite. Let me see. Wind Waker we discussed. Uh, let me think. Sure. Um, okay, here we go. Um, Lego City on the cover. Yes, yes. That was one I was going to maybe talk about. So I good. know for sure if little Zach had been here as he planned to, that, that's one he would have talked about for sure. And yes, that game is fantastic. Um, a lot of people give it crap for the long load of times, and that's definitely I'll be a one thing. of them. Yeah. 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 But... Uh, it, it didn't make me stop like loving the game like right. so freaking much. And you know, I'll say that if this is kind of the, the instance where you get an idea built up so much in your head before you play it that you think it's going to be way worse than it is. Because I think I went in thinking the loading times are going to be so atrocious that when I actually saw them, I was like, hey, "This is manageable. Like I can live with this." <laughs> so it became like less of an issue for me if I'd just gone in cold and be like, "What the hell is going on?" So yeah, but, I like, uh, reverse psyched myself up. But what makes that game so special and so different from many other LEGO games out there? Because there are a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, so there used to be a little game I loved called LEGO Island. Yes. <laughs> um, and what the, the, those games did very well was like going for a humor and going with an environment that goes along with it. And LEGO City Undercover takes that to a whole nother level. Like building this entire open world 
which you can drive around if you want to and have an adventure if you want to. So there's either either, but the humor they build around it is is, is so incredible and it made me so smile for the entire way through. It, it, it's if you talk about unique experience, that's one unique experience because oh, yeah. I, I feel that there's nothing out there that for that. That that just went has so much fun with its script and as much. And I played it now in three different European languages. <laughs> I played it in uh, English. I played it in my own mother language Dutch, and I played it in German. Huh. Um, since I can speak multiple, so hey, that helps. Um, <laughs> and every every single script of those is also very different from one another because they play in on the cultu- cultural facts of that specific um, really specific language. Yeah. That's pretty smart. Because in, in, in the Dutch one, they reference, like, specifically reference a book that was on shelves right at that moment. Which was kind of, like, insane, but there you mm-hmm. go. Um, <laughs> but but near, regardless of language, that, that script was so well written. And I lo- the characters, I love them. I love Chase, I love Frank. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I... Just I, like had the, a... I like the woman who calls you on the gamepad. She's funny. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I, th- I think that it, it, it was a, when it came out, it was a very dry period for the Wii U. Um, and I feel I played a lot of Nintendo Land back then, and which I liked, and some other launch stuff that I haven't finished before. But that was that was the game that made me really love my Wii U again after like mm-hmm. a couple of months of really dry stuff. Yeah, same here. Yeah, my wife and I took turns playing through that entire game, and I mean, we thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I keep like waiting for there to be an announcement that it's going to be ported to other systems, just because I, I feel like so much was put into it. And considering like the Wii U's install base at that point, and even still now, I would have to think it it didn't do quite as well as they would have hoped it would. And I think if they brought that to other systems, it really could do well. And, and normally, I, I'm I like fold my arms and be like, no, keep it on Wii U, just because I like Nintendo, obviously. But it was such a well-made game that I would I would love everyone but to it, get a it, chance. That's to... sadly not going to happen because it was paid for with, with Nintendo money. Was yeah, it? Yeah, I, I it was. There was some sort of exclusive deal, but I didn't know how much that, that exclusive was, how, that how exclusive deal was. Together. Nintendo gave TT Games money. Oh okay. Well, yep, that'll do it. Yeah. Then. <laughs> so that's not, so that's never going to happen. Okay. Well, it's um, sad. Okay. It's it's disappointing to me that Lego games that have come out since have not at all emulated Lego City. They've all emulated well, yeah, they've, each they've, other. Right. They kind of have stuck with like the Lego Batman uh, kind of motif and like Lego Harry Potter and all all these kind of recent games, which I think those licensed games are getting better. But when you see what they can do when they when they make an original game i mean it was just so yeah so well done and i was really surprised i was kind of worried that because what i loved most about the other lego games is the license and how they play with it and how they kind of make you know like like kind of inside jokes about different things about the different franchises us uh, so when they that was going to be removed i was like well i'm not like in love with playing these lego games i kind of yeah. just like what they do with it so am i really going to like lego city undercover but i did i really liked it there were substantial changes to the formula that worked really well yeah and there was still like the collectiveness of like the older Lego games, but presented like in a more reasonable and more enjoyable fashion. Like the right. the way that I they felt, I, the hide like the very secrets was way more fun and cool. Yeah, and I felt like for the first time that if I chose to, I could get everything. In other Lego games, I've always been overwhelmed and thought there's no way I'm going to collect everything. But this one felt like 
it was a world I enjoyed enough and everything was like, uh, I don't know, like just kind of, it was smart in the way you, you found things and it was, it was easy to find things that I thought this was a world I, I really could explore and, and, and every nook and cranny and find everything there is to find. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you also get a reward for them, which is like building these like massive structures all over town. Yeah. Yeah. So you build up your city too. Yeah. So so lot, so cool. like I built it. The first thing I did was just going for the gigantic roller coaster, which um, yeah, hey, it was a lot of fun. It, it gave me an, an actual <laughs> thing to shoot for. So I I, there you so go. I enjoyed myself really. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about one more game. Uh, we'll talk about my last game here, and we'll throw a little bit of a curveball for you guys. I'm not gonna talk about Mario. I'm not gonna talk about Pikmin. Nothing hmm. like that. I am gonna talk about We Party You. Oh God! We, 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 That's right. We, Zach. we already it's talked. Like to... Neil is on the show. <laughs> we already talked about we part to you for like a half hour. We did, yeah. Just, just, just oh, probably a month or two ago now. But I, I want to stress that you know, apart from this month or two, thing, six weeks just... ago. Six weeks ago is that what yeah. it was? Okay, so a month and a half, not bad. Um, I just was really impressed with it. I think it was really actually a, a fun party game and. I mean, considering the fact that it's basically $10 because you get a Wii Remote Plus, like, if you're still looking for that fun multiplayer game you can play with, like, friends and, and family, like, casual players of video games, it's something I think Nintendo Land didn't really satisfy. I think what Wii Party U is that game. Hmm. Um, it just has a lot, like, I mean, it's not going to blow you away I, by any means, I don't think, but it has a lot of fun, fun mini games and different ways to play, and the baseball game is still my favorite absolute thing of all time. So, well, go, going that. a bit back on it, I actually think that, in some regards, I like Nintendo Land better because I it's because I have friends who game a lot, so it makes it more enjoyable. But when I have yeah. more, just more just family over, like we party, we party, you is a better choice. Exactly, and that's the distinction for me. Like, yeah, if I have some friends over who also play video games at town, like, yeah, it's fun to go through Metroid and Zelda, um, you know, and those kinds of things in Nintendo Land, but. When I'm playing with family or just like friends who who don't game much, We Party You is is the much better choice, um, and it's actually just a lot of fun. I mean, it's it's probably one of the better party games I've played in a while. Hmm. Um, so I just yeah, I was just pleasantly surprised by it. So I'm just throwing it out there. It's uh, I think I put it number ten on my list of top ten. So it's not like my favorite thing of all time, but just I just want to make people aware of it. I think it gets overlooked. You just think, especially given the fact that it's really a ten dollar game, you kind of just you ignore the fact that maybe it is good, and it is. So, I think I'd rather I just buy one of those Mario or Luigi Wii U pluses. <laughs> I also don't know anyone who really likes to play video games. Exactly. So it's not going to be for everybody. But if you're looking for a game that, that gives everybody something to do, uh, a la like Wii, Wii Sports for the original Wii, I think this is one of those games. You know, yeah, yeah, Wii Sports, hmm. I got a lot of mileage out of that, I will say that. Yeah, the 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 game I think I got the most mileage of out of was possibly Sonic and All Stars Racing Transformed. Oh, mm. that is so good. That is another good game. Yeah, I I, I so. feel that 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 game is gets nowhere near as talked about as it should. Yeah, I don't know why. I guess just because it was a launch game and it was just kind of overlooked. But that is a very good game, actually. It it just trumps Mario Kart Seven in every regard. Jeez. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because uh, the, because it it it's really like evolved like the original in something that was very special. Like all of the tracks were really well made, and they added some stuff from the original too. 
solid multi solid single player stuff, like multiplayer stuff, local, the online stuff, like a very good multiplayer game at launch. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I believe I think that's maybe on Nintendo Reports official top ten. I'm not sure, but you, the uh, the faithful listener, can check that out. Um, I think we just started it a couple days ago. I think as of now we're up to numbers. Let's see, ten, nine, eight, seven. So I think five and six. But probably by the time this episode's up, I, I think we should have ran through everything by then. Mm-hmm. Um, so take a look at our uh, official top ten, and in the comments, let us know what, what's your favorite Wii U game so far. Um, you know, maybe apart from Mario 3D World, because that that seems like the obvious choice at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what have you enjoyed in this first year? The obvious and... first choice is incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> says the guy who hasn't he played says it. He says without so. having played the game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so a typical internet commenter. Um, so yeah, well, Don, Zach, thank you for being here. Mm, thank Wouldn't you so much. Appreciate the it. night any other way, sir. <laughs> absolutely. Thank you. Mm. And we will uh, talk to you guys later. Yep. Bye. 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 Guys, well, I didn't even need to say your names this time. Well, we kind of know who it is. Not many people visit. Well, yeah. I, I, Kim, you look terrible. It's all those drugs. Have you, have you continued to stay here? It's been like two or three weeks since we last met. What? No, I totally have stuff to do other than this. We don't know. All right. Uh, she's lying. I mean, I got, well, Becky, to, to you know, I just want to say this place is really starting to look nice. It's starting to look like a real game studio. You're doing a great job as the janitor. It's so clean. I'm just, it's, I'm so proud of it. You're doing really well. I'm really proud Thank of you. Thank you. Um, as you guys can see, got a new suit. Really excited to use it. Uh, Kim, do you, like, 
Are you eating? <laughs> just, just, just. You mind your P's and Q's. Let's start the game. Uh, all right. Let me just let me just take a sip of this new Red Bull Zero. <laughs> Seems like product Keep placement. Mind, we can right edit there. that out for whoever wants to support us. Product placement. Angle the can towards the camera. <laughs> so they can see it. All right, everybody. You know, you know what time it is. It's time for everyone's favorite game show. Name that. Pokemon. 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 Ah! We got to work on this timing thing. All right, everyone. You know how it goes. I have top 30 Pokemon on the board. Now, you guys will pick a number, one through 30, and I'll give you that Pokemon. I'll name uh, different. I'll give you a description from each generation. We'll go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth until uh, somebody gets it. Of course, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth means that we'll only have three tries after that. The point disappears. First one to 10 points wins. As soon as somebody gets five points, we throw power-ups in the game. And uh, as always, I'm right, you're wrong. So, Uh, Any questions? No, let's do it. I have a question. Okay, well, there was one question, so you're already off to a bad start. The question is, which generation are we doing this time? We're doing generation three. That's right, the worst generation. Because let's be honest, nothing beats uh, Heart Gold Soul Silver, am I right? In my opinion. I didn't play that one. Well, you should get on it. I should. I guess I could put down XY and do some retro gaming. Retro. Retro. Because it's all special now. (laughs) But I know these ones, so. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. The competition's going to be high. Okay. All right, guys. Well, since I can't seem to find a coin, today we're going to be doing something a little different. I'll be huh. rolling a 20-sided die. So, I want each of you to say a number. <laughs> Whoever's closest to that number goes. 16. number? No, me first. Dang it. I was going to pick <laughs> 17, you jerk. Kim, 16. 16. Becky. How about 7? <laughs> it was 12. Kim goes first. Woo! Okay. All right, Kim. Pick yeah. a number. Top 10, 30 Pokemon on the board. Top 30 Pokemon, top 10 Pokemon on the board. 26. 26. All right. All right. All right. The beautiful flowers on its arms have toxic thorns. Don't even think about picking those flowers. Hmm. Come on, Kim, name that Pokemon. Ooh, name ooh, that Pokemon. Come on, name one. that fucking Pokemon. Come on, name that Pokemon. Uh, you're, 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 you're. So flowers on its arms. Like, I don't know. Little leap <laughs> that has like a flower thing. No, wait, Roselia! No, Roselia! You, you, you totally guessed Lilith to first. Becky, Becky, it's my turn now. The more healthy the Pokemon is, the more pleasant its flower's aroma is. Its its scent deeply relaxes people. It's Roselia, isn't it? Let's see, judges. It is Roselia. Point to Becky. <laughs> I, I knew that. It was totally my guess before. I know you, you did, but you answered wrong. I'm just trying to make her, you know, uh-huh. just let uh-huh. let down her guard. It's all the tactics. Sure. Mm-hmm. I believe you. I really oh, do. Yeah. My heart of hearts, I believe you. <laughs> we'll see. Guys, I gotta tell you, this Red Bull Zero tastes <laughs> delicious. Sure it does. It's gonna give you, you know what goes great with a 
Red Bull Zero. Some calories. Cancer. Some Pokemon. <laughs> All right, Becky, it's on to you. No, pick top to 30 Pokemon on the board. Come on, top 10 Pokemon. Um, Let's go. How about 11? 11? Well, we could go with 11 if I could count to. I got it. Okay. Let's see. It is said to make wishes come true. When it, while it sleeps, a tough crystalline shell envelops the body to protect it from enemies. Oh, oh, is it Jirachi? It is Jirachi! Jirachi the Wishmaker! Oh, yeah. It is I know the Wishmaker. We remember movies. that from Pokemon <laughs> the movie. Where, uh, you know, the guy who voiced Plankton also voiced Mewtwo and probably Jirachi. Oh, God, hmm. I didn't know that. I know that half of that crossover. is true. <laughs> All right, Becky, it's not your no, turn. It's not. Kim, it's on to you. Top 10 Pokemon on the board. Three. Top 10, 50. Come on, three. let's go. Top 50 Pokemon three. on the board. Three. three. All right. Must three. say it three times. Except now you said it four. You ruined my joke. What? <laughs> what was that about? All three. right, here we go. Number three. It begins dancing as soon as it hears cheerful, festive music. This Pokemon is said to appear when it hears the singing of children on hiking outings. It's kind of creepy. Yeah, what? <laughs> it likes to dance, Kim. Maybe Let I it did, be. Maybe I didn't invite it to my party. Too bad. I did. <laughs> You're just inviting people to other people's birthday parties? It's the ultimate party crasher. Okay, uh, I think it's... Uh, I don't know how you... It's... it's uh, Lodicola? Lodicola? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that guy. Lodicola? The cactus one with the lily the cactus hat on. One. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like Hold a pineapple. On, let's go to the judges. Let's see if that's acceptable. Ludicolo is acceptable. Cam point goes to you. 2 1. Becky still. Yeah. Becky, balls in your court. No, I need to Top 15 Pokemon on the board. Up here. Come, on. Uh, Come on. Top 50. Let's go. Top 10 Pokemon. Name that Pokemon. So is it top 10 or top 30? <laughs> Top top ten fifty. Let's go. Because that totally makes sense. Um, pick twelve. You should pick. No. 12. I'm sorry. Wait, Becky, are you questioning me? Because I'll just let it go right back to. <laughs> oh Kim. my god! Yeah. No, no, I want it. Keep Please. questioning, man. No, shut up. <laughs> I got a point to make up. Nobody likes you. Ah, oh, everybody likes me. Nobody likes you. I totally I mean, have more. Hey, fun. voters and people <laughs> who write on the forums, vote who you like more: Becky, Kim, or me. There is a oh, right no. answer. No, there's not. <laughs> We're intolerable. Um, how about 20? All righty. 20 and a 50. For food, it digs up iron ore. It smashes its steel body against others to fight over territory. Ooh. Um, is it maybe Laron? Or however you say it? It is Laron! Woo! <laughs> yeah! Three one, like Becky. See, guess in evolved forms this time. What? Oh, yeah. I'm mixing it up here <laughs> in the worst generation. Hey, and remember, if you don't like what I'm saying, tell me about it. Or don't. Because, you know, I am not a fan of the Hoenn. He will find you. He will find you. Eh. <laughs> let's, let's just talk about how great Scizor is. Like, seriously. All right, Kim. It's back in your court. Top 50 Pokemon on the board. Top 10, 50 Pokemon. Let's go. One. One. Wow, we're going all the way back there. Ooh. Inside its body is a place where it keeps a small flame. Hug it. It will be as warm as a hot water bottle. That's Aww, that sounds great. <laughs> like, 
I mean, I want one. It's, it's kind of cold out right now. It's precious. I know it's freezing. It's like 21 degrees here. It was snowing tonight in New York City. Oh, wow. Oh, neato. I mean, I was running shorts today, but that's neither here nor here. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's go with Torch Kit. Torch Kit. Torch Kit. Shorbage. Let's see. Torch is not a Pokemon, so it goes to Becky. Oh, shut up. I'm kidding. Point goes to Kim. Dang, I was like, another three points? Three two. If I'm if the score in my head is correct, it's three two to yep. Becky. I yeah, need to take is. a Pokemon diction class. <laughs> Apparently. You do. Or you just watch the anime. I do. Anime. I just I do. <laughs> sure you do. Becky balls in your court, top ten fifty Pokemon on the board. Um out top ten fifty. Fifteen in the Pokemon. 15, name that Pokemon, name that fucking Pokemon. Come on. All right. It is the world's laziest Pokemon. When it's lounging, it is actually saving energy for striking back. Oh, God. There's sure like, it is. I, I know this, evol- this evolution <laughs> chain, and I'm like staring at this going, what do I guess? Um, is it slacking? It is slacking! Yeah! <laughs> ah, you guys Poor easy you, one. Becky. Kim, balls in your court. You are still... Was an easy one. Behind. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, you are. What? Top 10, 50 Pokemon on the board, Kim. Come on. 25. You know, before we go to 25, Kim, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. Badly. How you are know, kind of not winning this game, so that kind of sucks currently. Sucks for you. You were really confident coming in. What happened? Well, I was kind of stupid on the first question. <laughs> Yellow <Yeah, a little laughs> bit. <laughs> At least it's not the hop. Let's, let's go over to our, to our leader right now. Becky, how does it feel to be winning right now? It, it feels great. I, I like winning. Yeah, tell, tell everyone a little something about yourself. I like winning. <laughs> That's a lie. A she janitor. hates winning. Perpetual liar, this one. You, you want to start something? You want to go? <laughs> I took your broom, okay? It was me. You're homeless. You live in this <laughs> studio. <laughs> It's a damn fine studio, though. Pretty clean. <laughs> I should stop cleaning this place. <laughs> kind of, kind of makes. If the you guys want to fight, like I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm just gonna sit here on the side and drink my Red Bull Zero. Zero. Oh God, we we gave him that. Uh-huh. <sighs> Quenches the thirst and keeps you up at night. Nah, 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 Red nah. Bull Zero. Like so, drugs. whose turn was it? Mine. It's my turn. 25. Yeah, turn. Kim, it is Kim's 25. turn, sorry. Number 25. <laughs> it's like, it's my turn. Top 10, 50 Pokemon on the board. All right. Where, oh, where, oh, where is my favorite 25? This one. All right. <laughs> what? what? Its howls can on? be heard over six miles away. It emits all sorts of noises from the ports on its body. Is it exploud? It is exploud. 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 Oh, yours is better. <laughs> I know it is. So, I, don't what's like the number one rule of name that Pokemon? What's the number one rule of name that Pokemon? Scream it. Josh is right. <laughs> Josh so, is right. So, moving on. The score is 4-3. Still Topic backy, kills backy. people. That's <laughs> name a Pokemon. Or name a number of a Pokemon. Uh, Nine. 
nine top 10 50 pokemon on the board we're going to number nine it is the biggest of all pokemon it can dive to a depth of almost ten thousand feet ooh, for ooh, only ooh. one breath. i know this one Waylord. no it is Waylord. Yeah! five three becky <laughs> picking it up two notches over kim kim ball is in your court and what hold on what's that i hear it's time for power ups. <gasps> power ups. But it's my. It's if just for me, one, right? Use them wisely. Wait, what? Did Becky say? I said it's just for me, right? She hasn't gotten a five no, points yet. No, it's for both yet. of you. <laughs> so you each get this power up here, Kim. This is your power. Oh up. man, it's heavy. And uh, Becky, here's yours. Um, I'm just gonna Kim stand over to here out. with my Coke Zero. And uh, just take a but, big old a sip. Bull, if you don't want to look like a whale lord, drink a red <laughs> bull <laughs> Whatever stop Zero wants dark. to sponsor us, I'm totally okay with. Kim needs to stop talking. So, Kim, ball's in your court. Two. You have your power-up card? Please. Two. Which, what would you just... Two. Two? Two. I, I heard numbers 43, so we're going to get a 43. <laughs> Duo. Oh, that's that's quite a ways from 43. Known as the Desert Spirit, this Pokemon hides in the sandstorms it causes by beating its wings. Okay. I think it's Flygon. It is Flygon! Yeah! Dang, we're just trekking through this. <laughs> Man, this is five, like... 5-4. Four, 5-4. Four, way more successful than Becky. last time. <laughs> right? Watch this, we're going to fall apart. Ball is in your court. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a pretty ball. Where'd you get that, Walmart? Made it myself. Let's move on. <laughs> I have lots of free time. Wow! Whittled it, lacquered it up. Pretty nice. <laughs> um, how about 33? 72 sounds good to me. Yeah, that's totally close. I think it you always obeys checked. the commands of a... It's all that Red Bull Zero. Sorry, wait, Kim. <laughs> cancer, I told I'm sorry, you. Were you. Cancer and cancer. Kim, are you, are you talking back to me? No. 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 What? No, it wasn't talking back. We... It was merely a suggestion. It's because then, I care then. deeply for you, Josh. Once you know your health. Kim, I'm going to take Healthy one of these points. What? Well, I'm taking one of these points, and I'm going to then... give it to Becky. Becky, no! you're up six. You're up oh, six God. to three. Yay. So... And it's currently yours. You son of a bitch! (laughs) This Pokemon... Are you questioning me? I know where you live! I'll take it. No, I don't think you do, actually. Seven seven to two, Becky. I can keep going. Yeah, I'll take three points. Three points for Becky. I was not questioning you. Seven to two, Becky. We can keep this going. Three points. That's not even what questioning means. There was no question mark. So, right now it's 7 to 2. I probably messed up the math somewhere. <laughs> Becky, it will always obey the commands of a skilled trainer. Its behavior arises from its li- from yeah, it's living in packs in ancient times. Oh dang. Um Hum. I have no clue on this one. It's like the first one I've actually been stumped on. <gasps> Shut up. I hope you get it wrong. <laughs> I'm not quite sure either. But I'm excited. Um, is it... Uh, I'm trying to remember which ones are Gen 3 now. I was like, wait a minute, I have an idea, but I don't think that's right. Er... 
Not Marowak. <laughs> no. No, not at all. Okay, so it lived on packs in ancient times. Is it... Oh, man. That bug Pokemon? It's like a little, like, scorpion anorith, I think. Is that what it is? It's anorith? Yeah, is it? Maybe? I don't know. <laughs> I think you're wrong! Can't yeah, I was totally wrong. I realized back. that after I said it. <laughs> oh, man. All your points are on the line it's like, right wow, here. that made no I'm sense. I'm willing to give them back to you. Do I, you just gotta get it right. Do I get another hint thingy? Oh, that's right. Well, you're supposed to read a second one. That's how it worked before. I don't want to, Cam. You uh, just, you're really mean. You're really mean. So this Pokemon mean. gives obvious signals, like I do, when it is preparing to attack. <laughs> it starts to growl deeply and then flattens its body. This Pokemon will bite savagely with its sharply pointed fangs. Hmm. Okay. Weirdly, Becky's was more helpful. I think I'm going to go with uh, Myena. Mightyena? Yeah, my, Mightyena. Yeah, well, I'm going my, off of Mightyena. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, hey. That totally Kim, makes sense. The score is now 5-6. Still Becky, but you got all your points back in plus one. Woo-woo. Woo. Yeah. I don't know that if that totally math way works out. Way more sense than mine did. <laughs> so, Kim, ball's in your court. You can tie it up right now. No, she can't. Or no, wait, no. Oh, wait, it's 6-6 six, six, then. Yeah, yeah, that's what you, I so thought it would be. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I actually did write this down, and I, I did take away all your points, and I had to add them all back. So it is, it's 6-6 six, six right now. Wait a minute. I don't know. Well, because he said before it was 5-7, to seven, if I got my points back, that would have then switched it, and then I got this one right. See, the math is totally screwed up. I'm like, wait... What? I'm sorry, Becky, are you questioning me? No. <laughs> I was confused. It's 6-6. Six, six. Sure. The game is tied. 10. Let's move Five. on. Well, whatever. Kim. Just go. Let's go with... Let's go with 6. No, you know what? You're both questioning me. Let's go with 3. I did... Uh, it lives deep in forests. With a leaf on its head... It makes a flute whose song makes listeners uneasy. Much like I'm sure you two are feeling quite uneasy right now. <laughs> okay. That's a threat, I think. Well, I mean, he does warn us before a threat, so. Uh, well, let's go with the really weird dude. Is it like Nuzleaf? Aw, oh, dang, that's what I was going to say. It is Nuzleaf! Ah, Seven, yay. six. Kimberly Elizabeth Keller. It's not my middle name. <laughs> it is now. Are you questioning me? No, it's just merely... Kim, you're out of the game! Son of a Becky, bitch. it's all you. <laughs> all you. <laughs> Becky, let seven, her screw this it's up seven for to nothing awesome. right now. Or it's I six was to nothing. merely You've stating a fact. Kim, are you in the game? Stop arguing, Kim. Becky. If I'm not in the game, I'm just going to hang out here. I kind of don't have anywhere Becky. else to go. She lives here. Yes. It's your, I it's your move a number against and no one. It will one. be 11. Pick a number. 11. Right. 11. Well, we have all the time in the world. It's just you and me playing now. 11. I think I picked right. this number before. Leaves even. grow out of this Pokemon's body. 
They help obscure this Pokemon from the eyes of its enemies while it's thickly overgrown forest. Uh, while it's in a thickly overgrown forest. Is I apologize. it is it Tropius or it's like I think that's what it's called. It's not Tropius. Tropius. Oh. All right, Kim. Kim, you're not playing. You're on a fucking game, Becky. Hey, how's it going over there? Fuck doing, you guys. Doing, doing great. I got a question wrong, so it's kind of great that you're not it's here. It's strongly developed <laughs> thigh muscles. Give it astounding agility and jumping performance. I got an answer over here. Just saying. Dang. No, you can't answer. Woo woo. Know the answer. You're not allowed to answer. I'm not. I'm Becky, just saying I'm I know it. It's great. So what's going on now? <laughs> <laughs> I think you get a second shot. Evolved. Okay. Well, Kim, Kim, I'll, I'll, I'll throw it back to you. I get a second shot. If you I get it wrong, shot. you're out of the game again. I'll catch Kim? it. Kim, I think it's it's a uh, gro grovile, gravile. It is grovile. So I think you're cheating, and you're back in the game. I it is cheating. now eight six. He's a freaking starter. I know it's my true. starters. All right, Kim. I just him? hated Trico, so I have no idea anything about him. Yeah, I didn't pick him. Back the game, pick a, pick a Pokemon. I will pick number four. Number four? Yes. Four for four. Going to thirty-three. That's it's exactly short-arm stretch when it throws punches. Its technique is equal to that of pro boxers. So is boxing Pokemon. What about that? Right. I think Pick it's... these guys at random. Don't know what to tell you. I think it's... Wait. So it has short little... Wait, say it one more time. Sorry. It's short arms stretch when it throws punches. Its technique was equal to that of pro boxers. Um... It just guess room? something. Just guess it, something and I'm, get it wrong. It's been I a just, little while since I've had this. I just guessed. Guys, hold on. It's been, it's been a while since I had a drink of this crystal Pepsi. It's delicious, so I just gotta go for one more. <laughs> Sounds like drugs. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. So what was your guess? Rillo? That's my guess. Stop taking my guesses. Especially now of your head. It was Breloom! Nine? Oh, six. shit. Kimberly Elizabeth Keller. <laughs> All right, Rebecca James Holiday. Why does everybody say James? <laughs> Is that your middle name? We all know it. No, Ready to no, take it's it back? Not. Yeah, I'll try. All right, pick a number. How about seven? All right, number seven. A discarded bug shell that came to life. There's oh, a there's oh, a oh. legend. That peering into the crack on its back. They said to steal one spirit. She did, yeah. They said that about my ex-girlfriend once. If you stared at a crack, she'd steal your soul. <laughs> Ew. Oh, anecdotes. <clears throat> Shedinja. Sorry, you were saying? <laughs> Shedinja. You're right. I knew that one. It is Shedinja. <laughs> Yay for Nine researching seven. creepy Pokemon. <laughs> we did write that. Oh, right. Oh, you shoot, guys did right. write that. We did do that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, so that was fun. Kim's help. Right, I was gonna ask. funny because I'm hilarious. Over, you were hey, you were flying over to the Netherlands. So okay, Kimberly, Rebecca, Holiday, <laughs> Keller, the third, <laughs> the third. Are you ready for it's your? It's a really word? common That's name. It's a really common name. Um, I'll go with 
13. Thir- ooh. Is there anything, ooh. it's bad luck. With any luck, it's bad luck. Alright, you ready? Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. It can instantly freeze moisture in the atmosphere. Does it? That's the wow. whole thing. <laughs> Um. Well, I'm getting a drink of this Bud Light. It's delicious. I I, I just can't stop drinking this God. Bud Light. It's. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Let's. Re, re, I don't know. Regis, maybe. It's not Regis. Becky. Hmm. Oh, God, all of them are the same. Um, all right, here we go. This Pokemon has the power to instantaneously freeze moisture in the atmosphere. A dazzling cloud of diamond-like ice crystals forms around its body. Sorry, can you say that again? You kind of cut out there. I'm sorry, I just, I'm, I'm laughing, because it's, it's the same thing, but the other half of it is a dazzling cloud of diamond-like ice crystals forms around its body. Sorry, you keep cutting out at the end. <laughs> yeah, you're cutting out. I'm not cutting out. I'm right next to you. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I know it's Did, weird. You're dazzling... digitizing in midair, and you're just kind of like I'm just freaking I out. Hand, I can put my hand through you. It's really weird. I'm digivolving. Get off my back. A dazzling cloud of diamond-like ice crystals forms around its body. We got that. Okay, okay. got that part. <laughs> got it that time. Uh, ooh, ice time. Um, there weren't really that many ice types in that generation i think yeah no i'm thinking oh god oh god um is it not pidgeotto uh, uh, ice crystals around its body i have no clue red ice would have been my guess but oh wait Okay, no, it's probably not Sfeel. There's another one. It's not Glalie? I think. Is that your guess? Yes. Skull-like thing? Yeah, it's like Snowrun's evolve form. It looks like a giant, like, angry-looking face with horns. It kind of looks yeah, like Satan. Yeah, he looks like a freaking skull. <laughs> looks like Satan a little bit. <laughs> He's an ice type? Satan yeah, is gla- the I mean, it's Glalie. Bringing the score up to eight, nine. Some bitch. All right. Yeah, Snow Run Glalie. It's an ice type. <laughs> yeah, it just Glalie. he looks terrifying. I know, right? <laughs> it is Glalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalal
I'm gonna. I'm just gonna give it to you. Nine nine. Squawk. Nine nine. Yeah. Oh, son Kimberly Joshua. Game winning question. I do love my middle name. Let's go with number nine. Number nine. Are you sure you want to do number nine? Because you may end up stuck at number nine. While number I'm nine. At 10. Number. Let's do this. Let's do this. Do it. Going down. All and if right. I lose, I'm going to beat you up in the parking lot. Just saying. What? Well, good thing I don't leave here ever. <laughs> I, I didn't say that. <laughs> I have never seen the parking it lot. It will try to guard its trusted trainer with its life. It has the ability to see the future. Ooh. That was an unexpected second part. Yeah. Hmm. I think it's... Hold on, guys. What? I need to drink uh, this. Right, one, one, I, last, I, one last one. Guys, hold on, okay? Can you just... Uh, I'm waiting. Calm, calm your... I'm chilling. <gasps> waiting yeah. on you. Come on. <gasps> Jesus, I just gotta have this Heineken. This is a really great Heineken I'm drinking right now. Sounds like they're just insert word here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of the Atlanta Falcons. That's great. We good? We good? Yeah, we're good. Got it. Got it now. Clear. Back. back. Am, I, am I back? <laughs> Maybe. Or Kim, do we've been waiting on you this whole time? Gardevoir. That Pokemon. Gardevoir. Becky, what do you think? You think she's right? I can't say because yeah. No, just tell me. <laughs> do you think she's right? Yeah. Well, I didn't decide the winner this time, Becky. You did. Because <laughs> she's right? She's right! She named that Pokemon! <laughs> <laughs> so, it's 10-9. Close game. Close, close That's fine. Game. But maybe I, don't, maybe I can't beat you up in the parking lot, but I will beat you up in the bathroom. Gosh. Well. Kim, you did talk back to me. Hey, so did Becky. So, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. That's a lie. She's a liar. <laughs> See, right. she's talking you know back what? to me, too. I'm, she can't be stopped. I'm talking back stopped. to her, not you. She can't be stopped. Listen, I like, I like spunk. I like the spunk. So, Kim, I'm going to give it to you. Next time, just, you know, remember no, rule number one about name that Pokemon. Josh. I'm right. Josh is always right. I'm always right. Look, I embroidered. It's on the wall. It says right there. Josh is always right. Just saying. Thank you. That's My beautiful. middle name is I, Joshua, too, like... so, I mean, I get it. I feel you. Next <laughs> time, I'm going to disqualify you for real, though, just so you know. What? Huh? I can't hear anything. And that's it for Name ah! That! Oh, come on! Pokemon! <laughs> Pokemon! <laughs> Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Don't forget, you can send listener mail to connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com, and if you've got a chance, please rate and review the show on iTunes. Keep listening for a bonus segment on the Doctor Who 50th Anniversary Special.
this bonus segment of Connectivity. I'm Scott Thompson. Uh, today, uh, today I'm joined by Nicholas Bray. Hello there. Earthlings. And Amanda, Al- <laughs> and Amanda Albert. Hello. And, uh, we're going to be talking about the Doctor Who 50th anniversary that was just, oh, I guess about two weeks ago now. Um, the other Doctor Who crew is, uh, back together and ready to go. And, um, I think first we're going to talk a little bit about the night of the Doctor, the sort of surprise webisode that came out. What I guess the the week before, or maybe just a few days before. I can't I can't remember. Paul McGann's fifty fourth birthday. Was it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wow, a nice little birthday present for him, getting to reprise uh, that role at least you know on film. Um. So yeah, we, we and I like how they play that up. So the night of the Doctor starts, and there's a ship crashing, and the TARDIS. Uh, you know, lands on the ship, and we see a woman look up and, and notice that the doctor's there, and it's Lord Byron. Byron. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he jokes, and he even so it says, uh, "I'm the doctor, but probably not the one you were expecting," or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nice little uh, sort of wink to the camera there, which was a nice touch. I love that they start with his voice first, mm-hmm. right before they show him. Yeah, just if you're a dork and you recognize the voice, mm-hmm. which you probably did. No, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you were probably screaming before you even saw him. I already, and, uh, like, enjoyed. I didn't really get surprised because I already knew he was in it before I watched it. How did, did you, you know? Just... Oh, because you went on the internet? Oh, yeah, I was on the internet. And I just <laughs> saw it and I was like, oh, cool, yeah. And the, the rumors had been going around for a while, so I was like, yeah, it's uh, got to be him. It's got to be him. Yeah. Like, I woke up at 5 only, in the morning. The only time they're going to do it is going to be now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so uh, got- then it, it kind of provides a little backstory into into how we get the, I guess the war doctor is is what they eventually settle the on calling doctor. him by the end of that. The hurt doctor. The hurt doctor. Yeah, there you go. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so the the ship crashes. He he tries to save the the solo pilot, but once she finds out that he's a time lord, she doesn't want to go with him. Um, I guess sort of implying exactly how bad the the time war has been between the. Uh, Daleks and the Time Lords that she she doesn't trust him and uh, says something along the lines of you know why don't you go and you know keep fighting and destroying more and more planets and solar systems and all that kind of stuff um, and so he stays on the ship and crashes and then he's saved by and, and Nicholas you you mentioned it but who is it that that ultimately pulls him out and, and helps him regenerate the Sisterhood of Khan and where where are they from they're from the story the Brain of Morbius. They remind me of the people in the labyrinth. The labyrinth. Oh yeah, the goblins. Yeah, I right, can see right. that. Yeah, they're in one one televised story from Tom Baker's like third season, and then there's a few audios I think of them as well. Yeah. Maybe was it in the fires of Pompeii that sisterhood looked a lot like them? Yeah, I think um earlier on when that episode hadn't aired yet, people were sort of thinking it might have been them again, but. But it turned out not to be, right? I, I yeah, I don't think so. I don't were they just kind of ambiguous about who they were? They explained who I think they explained who it was in the epi- in in the Pompeii episode, but I can't remember what they're called or whatever now. Anyway, um, so yeah, so they they pull the doctor out. He's apparently going to die soon, and they offer him the chance to sort of choose his next regeneration. Um, they say they've like perfected. Time Lord regeneration, and now you can choose, you know, sex and characteristics and all these types of things. And I, I guess he, he's been fed up with the the Time War, and he decides he wants to come back as a warrior. 
um, and then and then drinks the potion and and then begins to regenerate. And then we see a, a I think it's sort of like a younger looking John Hurt in the reflection of the the goblet or something nearby. Yeah, it's not really super clear, but it is definitely meant to be a like young John Hurt. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, uh, which is kind of interesting. I, I'd be I kind of hope they maybe. Like outside of of the actual TV show, but maybe expand a little bit upon um like all the stuff that John Hurt did, or like how long he was the doctor. Because I mean, you see him there, and he does look younger in that reflection. So I mean, how long was he, you know, participating in this Time War and fighting Daleks and and maybe Time Lords as well? It's kind of interesting. Have either of you seen the Elephant Man? No, no. Oh, damn it! Why? Because that's a movie he was in in like the eighties. David Lynch directed it, and if you know anything about the Elephant Man. He often wore a canvas bag over his head. Yeah. I just think it'd be funny if it would have panned back and instead of young John Hurt, it was just that bag. <laughs> just tying those two universes together. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that's it. So we, then we get that little bit of backstory about uh, about John Hurt's character there. Um, so then we had the 50th anniversary Um which I don't want to go through chronologically. No, no, we can just no. sort of yeah. talk about different um, different points. But overall, what, what, how did you guys feel about the 50th anniversary? I, I I really liked it, although it was it was different than I expected it to be. Yeah, it was. I thought it was really good. So, what about um, you, Amanda? I tried to not have any uh, expectations, mm-hmm. and then Tom Baker was in it, so I was pretty happy. Yeah, that was a nice little touch right at the end, huh? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. like my favorite scene now of the whole show, and I did not think I was going to get that out of the special. Uh, Tom, yeah. Tom Baker. Cause, uh, he seemed... Go ahead. I was just going to say, because basically, I mean, all those actors are really great in their own ways, but for me, it always is uh, Tom Baker and Matt Smith. Those are my two favorites, so it's just cool to see them interact together. Yeah. that I mean, he really personifies the Doctor. I mean, I, I guess now... David Tenner, Matt Smith, maybe more so, will be remembered for being the Doctor. But apart from them, I mean, he's who you identify as the Doctor, really. Yeah, I mean, I love David Tenner, and Eccleston is great, too. But I think as time goes on, more and more people will appreciate Matt Smith. Not to say he's mm-hmm. underappreciated now, but just so many people, they're they're all for Tenet. Yeah, I'm one of those, to be fair. I think yeah. Matt, Smith's, man, Matt Smith's better than Tenet, I think. <gasps> oh, yes. I mean, I, I just, what it is is... I really like Tennant as an actor, and I'll watch anything that he's in. Picks good projects. But I just like Moffat's style of writing and mm-hmm. Smith's style of acting better together than I do Russell T. Davies' writing and acting. Tenet- no, I do always, I, I do always kind of wish there'd been a chance for Tennant to be the Doctor under um, Stephen Moffat. Me I, too. I, I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah, he just makes it a little bit more. Um, like, there's more on the line. It's, it's a little bit more compelling to me. Yeah, I agree. Because I, I think Moffat does a good job of incorporating sort of these overarching storylines and, and adds a lot like more, like, grandeur to the whole thing. Whereas, like, Russell T. Davis, I mean, every episode, for the most part, it's kind of like Monster of the Week type stuff. I mean, he, as it went on, he, he started to add somewhat overarching things, but... I don't know. It felt a lot more self-contained. Well, and less, he brought uh, like a, I, and I appreciate it, but he brought a lot of camp to it. And what I like yeah. about with um, Moffat is he's willing to make the doctor often is he's not the good guy and he doesn't make the best decision. And that's yeah. what's always compelling to me about that character. And I feel like Tennant definitely could have played that, but it just wasn't written enough in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, so the Tom Baker scene was, was obviously great and it felt so sincere. It like when he, was, when he was talking to Mesbeth, like it, it just was so emotional and so great. It felt like, I'm oh. oh, sorry. I said, it sorry. felt like not just, uh, the fourth doctor giving advice to the 11th doctor, but Tom Baker as having played the doctor. That's how I felt. Yeah. Yeah. Giving advice to the the current doctor. Yeah. Mm. I like that, like, they go to a uh, mid-shot of the two of them either side of the frame at one point, and you just see, like, the really old Tom Bacon, the really young Matt Smith, and it just um, puts into perspective, like, how young Matt is. <laughs> it makes him look oh, yeah. so young compared to, to um, Tom Baker, and it's just like, oh, it's so good having such an old doctor on screen against the newest one. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, what was the... um? Was there some like allusion to, and I, maybe I was reading about this online somewhere, but to the idea that 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 it was supposed to be the doctor that like he that was him much much later in life and that he had sort of yeah like re yeah. re mm-hmm. I don't know like kind of he, became that it, doctor again is that the um, idea? It's heavily implied that Tom Baker was a future doctor that is now the curator of the museum, right? Yeah, like, this would be like Doctor. I don't know, say any number you want, Doctor One Million or whatever. Like, yeah. You're never going to see him ever again, so we'll never get closure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty interesting. Um, and then speaking about, like, the uh, sort of juxtaposition between young doctors and old doctors, that was sort of a running joke between um, John Hurt or, um, and uh, Matt Smith and David Tennant, which I thought was really mm-hmm. funny. Um, the you know, just some sort of laughing about their, their mannerisms and just their, their behavior in general. Watching it um again last night, uh, one of my favorite parts of the uh, episode was when just after Matt Smith had landed in David Tennant's time stream, and uh, he just starts sort of flipping around and you know moving. He's the way he moves looks very much like uh, Patrick Chowton does when he takes off his jacket in like mm-hmm. Five Doctors and Three Doctors. It has that same energy, and uh, Tennant has a bit of a he feels a bit more like a Pertwee sort of. Uh, foil to matt smith as well which is pretty funny. i agree i could totally see that even the way matt delivers some of those early lines it's very very like playing up the trout inside of him i think even more he just gets so indignant with him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he's judging himself and he does not like it at all Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Well, between the two of them, I mean, I, I love uh, when Matt Smith catches David Tennant and he's, he's commenting about how, like, oh, was he really that skinny and everything like that? And uh, that was a nice touch. And both of them making fun of David Tennant's shoes um, was also great. <laughs> um, and there was just a lot of that. Like, I liked that sort of witty banter between between the three of them. Um, it was kind of funny. It, it almost made them feel like siblings more than, um, you know, the same person. Oh, yeah. That's what I was but- saying to Mike. Yeah. You know, like it felt like 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 a couple of brothers who had just like gotten together after not seeing each other a few years and just like immediately renewed that like sibling rivalry from like when they were kids. Yeah, totally. And um, and grandpa. And gra- yeah, exactly. Grandpa. Who's the <laughs> youngest much, much one older. there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then yeah, and then you kind of had some explanation for why the doctors, you know, especially Tennant and Smith, are a little bit more uh, kind of goofy, where they that uh, you know that. John Hurt made them this way because of mm. what he had done, that they had to kind of be like this. I really like um, that because- Moffat threw in that. Um, so he's basically justifying uh, complaints that people have that the Doctor is too silly and too um, childlike right. these days because now the reason is that he's only acting that way because he's trying not to be deadly serious and uh, mm-hmm. 
you know, mean-spirited or like the Hurt Doctor. He's trying to be the opposite. Right. He's trying to completely, like, remove himself from, from that. I really yeah. like I mean, that. Right. Like, I don't... I mean, someone... I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I mean, from aside from Doctor Who, another thing that I am very dorky about is stand-up comedy. And there's so many stand-up comedians that I love that they say a similar thing about themselves without even thinking about it. Just that, yeah, life is awful. And if you don't joke about it, what else are you going to do? You'll just kill yourself. Yeah. So, this is, that totally makes sense to me that Moffat uses that as his reasoning. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a, a cool... And like you said, Nicholas, like, it totally, uh... Like, so, to me, felt like a comment to, yeah, like, critics who... who you say that they're a little bit more uh, sort of flighty than than doctors of the all the people the that are like over forty. Like I hate new Doctor Who, right? It's not uh, it doesn't have enough gravitas, right? So that was like his comment to them. But he's but I feel like through John Hurt, he's still got to like have them as a voice because all of John Hurt's comments about these doctors yes. so much helped me. Like these these were like it's old like, Doctor Who fans who just hate these new like young doctors. Oh my god, the pretty much the, pretty, the think, War Doctor um, is just all the classic Who fans. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I think Moffat just went to a uh, Gallifrey base and uh, found some narky comments, and then gave them to John Hurt to say. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I love when he lands there and he assumes that they're uh, the Doctor's companions, and so like, <laughs> he's like, "Go fetch the Doctor for me." Like they keep getting younger and younger. They, these companions. I thought that was a really nice touch. Yeah. Um, You're his yeah. companions. <laughs> that was great. Um, we were talking about it, Amanda before you got on um, Nick and I, but. I was kind of surprised and, and maybe relieved that they didn't position um, John Hurt as, like, the enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, because the way the season finale ended, you know, um, where you first see John Hurt, it, it made him seem like he was going to be a really, like, a bad guy. And I, I thought they were going to have, I thought, like, maybe he somehow came back to life and they were going to have to stop him or something. But I like the idea of them sort of working together and, and realizing that they're not all that different from each other and then in the end helping each other can you guys answer a question for me probably not but let's try <laughs> at the end of the name of the doctor they're in yeah. the timeline and they see the hurt doctor yes yeah yep. yes and then we immediately jump off to the 50th how the fuck do they get out of the timeline well, yeah, I guess I guess Matt Smith just walks out. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's implied that um, he just leaves because yeah, uh, he, the- he he got he got to the point and saved Clara. Uh, he I guess could just get out at any time he wanted. Really. Well, because it's his own his own timeline, maybe he can enter it and leave it at will. I guess is is maybe the rationale. Mm-hmm. They said it'd Where- be like confetti. <laughs> yeah, he said. Well, they, they, I, he said Clara would be like confetti, right? Yeah. And, and so, own... with, and so with the great intelligence, yeah. But maybe because it's his own timeline, he can like he, I said, he, he can, can of... and like, he might be able to use his mental powers to um, re, like keep himself as like you know in one like in one point. But um, yeah. it still doesn't really. It is vague, <laughs> but it doesn't really know like where did Clara come out? Like she just happened to land in a sealed off part of his time stream, or. What the fuck? Yeah, I know it's a bit it's a bit foggy. I, I have think one the, more the John question. the John Hurt reveal to me the John Hurt reveal is like sleight of hand. It's like pay attention to this like mega bomb and don't question anything. Look over here. Look over here. Look over here. Look over here. <laughs> yeah. No Eccleston. No. Look over here. Yeah, don't ask questions about how any of this worked. Just look at this. Oh my god, isn't this crazy? 
that that's that because you're right because we didn't talk about that at all when we talked about the finale you know no. however many months ago that we did and now that you mentioned it, it's like yeah none of that really should have worked out the way it did um but what, there you go also i would have liked it if at some point for no reason there was a blinking red light on the tardis console oh yeah that would have been good yeah i like that they brought that reference back uh from that episode for the light uh, at the from end last season yeah, yeah that was yeah. that was cute um and so, yeah, I, I guess the big thing now is that Gallifrey is out there, and, and it sounds like probably not Matt Smith unless they tie it into the Christmas episode, but I have a feeling this will be an ongoing thing. So, uh, Peter Capaldi, it sounds like he will be out there looking for Gallifrey. Do we get I Romana? Actually... Do we get Romana? Well, Wait, do we what? Romana. <laughs> Where's K9? <laughs> I want K9, yes. But um, I don't think... Moffat intends to actually ever address him finding Gallifrey or really searching for it that much. I think he's left that in, like he he was going on about setting up the next fifty years. I think he's going to leave that up to future showrunners and that's how I feel. To, oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I really don't think you're going to see a conclusion to that anytime soon. No, and I don't think you should. Yeah, I mean, no no reason to rush through it. Just have it always out there as something that could happen. He's always reaching um, for it. it it's clever yeah. because Russell T. Davies got rid of the um, uh, Gallifrey and the Time Lords to sort of have a clean slate. Now, yeah. Moffat's technically brought them back, but at the same time, they're still not going to be part of the show. So it's they ambiguous. Really, they're, still, they're, they're, still, um, they're still basically the same where they were right it's like it's like <laughs> nothing's what he's really done now, changed what he's done now is he's just put it like he's put that card back in the deck it's not in play but mm-hmm. it's there yeah, yeah um yeah. you know it could be drawn upon at some point if you know if they decide to um if you guys how much did you oh go ahead oh i'm sorry i was gonna say if you guys could like see that coming back like gallifrey is there a particular character that you guys have always wanted to see come back that they haven't brought want, back i only want romana to come back <laughs> me too <laughs> She's the only Time Lord I care about. All the others can die. I don't really care. <laughs> We're both awful. Oh, yeah, all I, the Gallifrey I, I... stories, besides the deadly assassin in the original run, are all terrible. Like, the, they're just, the all the other Time Lords are, so... are boring. Oh, they're so boring. And I was thinking that when, when I was rewatching the Day of the Doctor last night, I was just thinking the same thing. All of the people in um, the command center with the soldiers and stuff, like, they're just so boring <laughs> right like i love it when he goes oh i can't wait to go back to gallifrey i love all the good times they had there and then they show a blank screen and it says footage not found <laughs> <laughs> little uh arrested development reference there. yes um <laughs> well I, how much yeah i don't know i haven't watched enough of the older stuff to really have an opinion of i mean i don't know any other time lords really i mean i don't know i i have vague memories of watching it as a kid and, and i could i I don't remember the difference between them when there'd be episodes dealing like with Earth or with other things and like when there would be Gallifreyan episodes, but not enough to really make a distinction. But like you guys said, it, it's not really a world that interests me. I, I kind of like the idea more of him being the last one. I like the idea of him pissing them down. off again. That's kind of fun. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Having somebody well, that he's got to upset. <laughs> It's uh, if they just say okay, let's just say they he found it over the next couple of seasons and he landed on Gallifrey. Like he landed next to Timothy Dalton and the Master and all that happening, <laughs> and um, the, ten seconds after stepping out of the uh, TARDIS, he'll be like arrested and trying. To, they'll try to like right. put him on trial or kill Again, him. Again, just like, like the Sixth Doctor. Yeah, pretty much. 
Um, how much do you guys love when they, they pull in all the stock footage? Kind of like what we talked about might, might happen and had all, uh, all the doctors come and. It was cool. Help, um, uh, they even gave Hartnell, like, they got a sound double to say a line for him, which yep, was cool. Yep. That was cool. And then they, and then I love the little, like, they're all 12 of them are here. Wait, no, now there's 13 or something along those lines. Yeah. And you see Peter with all these eyeballs, which is a. And his a eyebrows. Nice his eyebrows, yes. Mm <laughs> That was, that was a that was a nice. Touch. It's gonna be too hard to wait till August or whatever next year. Yeah, because yeah, what? Yeah, because there'll be the Christmas special, and then that's it till August, right? Yeah, pretty much. But um, yeah, I thought that was uh was really cool. Um, did you guys hear that they're gonna try to explain? Because Peter Capaldi was in Torchwood, is that right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And did you guys hear that they're, they might try to? Well, yeah, he was in he was in the Pompeii episode, but I guess he was a pretty prominent character in Torchwood. I yeah, never he played it. John Frobisher. Okay. Um, and so I've, I've heard that maybe they're going to have to like try to explain a little bit about that since now you've got um, a pretty prominent guy from the same yeah, universe. Moffat, he did an interview. It's on YouTube. I can't remember who he did the interview with, but he was saying that when, um, when the conversations were just happening after Capaldi was picked as the doctor, he was talking to Russell T Davies and Russell T Davies told him, Hey, you know, I always had in the back of my mind an idea for why he would be in Pompeii and why he would also be in Torchwood. Mm-hmm. And he said, I can tell it to you and you're welcome to use it if you want. So he told him that and he was like, so now I know what his reasoning was and I don't have time to write it into series eight, but I do want to use it. Oh, okay. So that's, that's the last I knew of it. Hmm. I just think it's like, who cares? Unless the, um, the reason It'll be that fun if they do. T-, T Davies had was really interesting. But- might be because yeah. look how interesting the end of uh journey's end was i never saw that shit ending that way yeah yeah that's true i mean but i guess we just finished a storyline where we had a you know a girl who was somehow appearing in a bunch of different times uh you know so maybe it would seem kind of strange to Actually, now follow it up with a storyline kind of about the same thing i also I, don't know. I just watched um enemy of the world too the recovered <gasps> episode and that was that good patrick patrick Troughton um playing a separate character in the same episode and it, oh the story is really good i think you should um i don't know buy it on itunes or try and watch it somehow scott because it's like buy it dude part, it's worth it for a six-part story from the 60s, it moves at a pretty good pace. And yeah, really? it's it, really good. Yeah. I'll have to do that. That'll be my old Doctor Who homework for this uh, for this session. He's very good in it. <laughs> Which this time I won't have I – will, I will have to get to it quick because we'll probably be talking about the Christmas special in just a couple weeks here. So, Actually, just moving back to uh, Clara for a second. I was, like, as I was watching it last night, I was thinking she – I don't know. She just really – she was really um, not in it that much, that episode, it seemed like. She was very yeah. classic companion, like basically sort of making statements and asking questions. I thought it was like she just seems paper thin at the moment. I really hope they do something with her more substantial next season. Well, um, yeah, I'm kind of worried about that because to me, like what made her so interesting was this idea of like, well, who is she and how is she appearing in all these different places mm-hmm. and, and always dying? But now that we have that solved, yeah, it's like, what? I don't find her as compelling of a character. You need an Although, emotional tie. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. I like watching her act and stuff, but... And, and I do, yeah, and I do like her. Um, yeah, she's, she's a charming funny. actress. Mm. I will say, though, that I'm I'm fine with her being in the background in this because I wanted as much focus on the doctor, as, as there could possibly be on, on Tennant and Smith just being together that was that was what i wanted and that's what i got and i'm, I'm very happy with it it just it, to me it just seems like 
you know, whoever, regardless of who your favorite companion is, all the companions, whether it be of the new who, you know, you got Rose, Martha, Donna, Amy, they all had some kind of emotional tie where you didn't question why they were there traveling with him in the first place. And like you thought when they unraveled the mystery of Clara, that might explain a little bit more, give you some insight to who she was. I feel like I still have no more insight into what her actual personality is when this guy's not around. Right. Yeah. Plus, because there's just not much there. I mean, what she's she's an orphan. We know that, and she takes care of two kids. I guess she's like not anymore. She's a school teacher. Oh yeah, she's a teacher now. Yeah. There's a rumor that. that came out. I don't know. This is all dumb Tumblr. But supposedly, <laughs> the guy that we see in the 50th that's telling her that the doctor called. Oh, yeah. He's going to be reappearing, and he might be a reoccurring character where he's the male teacher at the school. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think that would be interesting. Pos- I would really like two teacher companions again, yeah, like Ian and Barbara. Yeah, it would be such a callback to um, Ian and Barbara. The first two new like, yep. companions for the next 50 years are going to be two school teachers again. Yeah. Wouldn't that, that would be great? Be kind of cool. And if Ian was, was she, could be the headmaster? Yeah, she's teaching history. Yeah, yeah, she was. But um, yeah, that would uh, be pretty cool. And Amanda, to what you just said, which is kind of interesting, um, the all the other companions had reasons for wanting to be with the doctor, but I feel like with Clara, he had a reason to want to bring her along because mm-hmm. he was trying to figure her out, not not really the other way around, as is like the uh, the usual case. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of like, well, what's their relationship now? And, and I wonder if you know what the future holds for Clara. I mean, will she be just kind of a one or two season companion? Will they move on from her rather quickly? Because I I don't really know. Yeah, what else you do with her? Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that actress doesn't have potential. I see where, like, she can be really good, but there's just not enough information. Yeah. And at this point, there's just not enough to... I keep thinking, oh, well, we'll reveal something, we'll reveal something. But come on now, we've done how many episodes? Mm, I'd like to know something. Right. Well, technically, she's only had, like, eight episodes. Nine. Well, that's true. She hasn't even had a full season yet, yeah, because she came in at the halfway point. Yeah, yeah. Being, I think that it's going to really um, her time as a companion is going to be really tested to see when uh, she's with Capaldi. Like if she's yeah. still exactly the same at, by the end of season eight, uh, well, she'll yeah, she's pretty disappointing. I hope the re- I hope the relationship changes a lot. I hope it's a lot more like how the third Doctor and Sarah Jane were. Hmm. Well, I wonder, too, if, and maybe it's it's kind of building up to this, with Capaldi not only being older, but is he going to be a lot more reserved and calm? I mean, if, if we found out that Tennant and Smith were so wacky because of him wanting to change themselves from John Hurt, mm-hmm. I mean, now that Hurt's not a bad guy anymore and, and, and they've fixed everything, is he going to be much more calm? I just and, want and him to be Malcolm collected? Tucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just cursing everything. I think yeah. He's, I think he's going to be more like closer to a classic uh doctor than Tennant and Smith's were but that's how I feel I want um, him to be like something something close to what Paul McGann does I think along those lines at least like a modern version of Hartnell like if they were going to do that show today yes yes who would be doing Mm. that and how would he play like that kind of character today I think that would be interesting to see like basically him being a modern Hartnell it would be good yeah and i think and so now that you know you kind of considering that that they were young and wacky to get away from being john hurt it kind of makes sense to go back to an older doctor now like in the context of that i maybe that's 
maybe it was a conscious decision to to pick an older doctor because they were going to build that into the story. So I don't know, but it is interesting. So I think that's about it. Does anyone have any last last things they want to say? I mean, I know we could probably could talk a lot more about this, but <laughs> you want to talk yeah, about the five ish doctors? Yeah, very quickly, I guess. It's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> you should go see it if you haven't yet. It's the Five Ish Doctors. Peter Davison wrote it. Him and his daughter produced it. It's basically Doctors Five, Six, and Seven trying to get into the fiftieth anniversary. Yeah, which which is kind of hilarious. I, I still haven't watched this. I need to do that. Nicholas Briggs makes a cameo. That made me happy. Yeah. Can I ask you guys one more one more dumb question about Doctor Who in general? If you ha- got the chance to like pick somebody to run the show after Stephen Moffat, do you ever think about who you'd want to run it? Hmm. Oh man, I don't know. There's not very many obvious um, people. People throw around Mark Gaddis a lot, but I don't. I don't think he's right for it. Yeah, I like him a lot, but I like him just coming and write an episode or two. Hmm. I don't know how campy it would get if he was running. I don't think I think that it wouldn't get campy. I think that his style is very much more classic Doctor Who. It could mm-hmm. it could run the risk of becoming too uh hard to like for new people to come into it. Oh, it'd be like a kind of a niche audience. Yeah. Although he does write for Sherlock, so I don't know. Hey, yeah. how about that? We got eighth doctor before we got new Sherlock. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah, Sherlock. Maybe we'll talk about. We'll just do a Doctor Who slash Sherlock segment next time because those they'll be like what one week apart. I think Sherlock is right in the beginning of January. It'll there, be right? the uh, Stephen Moffat Appreciation Hour. Yeah, or there criticism you go. hour. <laughs> yeah, or criticism hour. Yeah, depending how it goes. Well, Moffat has uh, Moffat has one episode to um, wrap up all of his um, ongoing storylines. So I want to see how well he pull this whole thing together on Christmas. Oh my god, if it happens all off screen, I'm going to be so pissed off. (laughs) That's the one gripe I have, is sometimes it seems like a lot of his character development is just supposed to happen in the interim of the last episode, and it's like, what the... Yeah. He does do that a lot, just because there's so much to show, and I guess it's just hard to cram it all in. Yeah. Yep. So, alright, well, that will do it. So, uh... Nick, Amanda, thank you as always for being here and talking Doctor Who. Um, and we'll be back shortly. Yeah, I imagine it just after the Christmas one. I mean, you know, the end of Matt Smith. There's, there's no way we're not. You guys know the name that, of it or so. anything yet? Yeah. No. It's do you what? What's the name of it? The time of the Doctor. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> nice name touch. Of, name of the Doctor. Day of the Doctor. Night of the, the doctor. doctor. Time of the Doctor. The blank, the yeah. blank, blank of the Doctor. The blank, blank, blank of the Doctor. Yeah. The blank, the blank, the blank of the Doctor. I'm noticing a theme here. <laughs> yeah, that'll be good. I didn't get to see the little like ten six, ten second like teaser they showed after the end of the um. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't that compelling. It's on YouTube though. <laughs> Is it? I might take a look. I don't really care that. I mean, they're not going to. People you know, know that we like this show, right? I hope so. <laughs> they know now. Um, so, all right. Well, thanks guys for being here and we'll be back with more Doctor Who talk in like three or so weeks. So uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.